Stalker, giant stalker, dragon stalker, crypt stalker, demon stalker, rip stalker, grown stalker, crypt stalker, scourge stalker, wind runner. I'm a pony, elite skill hunter. Welcome to episode 242 of the Hunting Party Podcast. I'm Dark Brew from thebrewhall.com and the Brew Hall on Twitter. I'm Delirium from Throw the Wild and at Delirium Hunts on Twitter. All right. Today is Sunday, July the 24th, 2016, and we are broadcasting live on twitch.tv. You can participate in the live chat room where our lovely moderator, Ali Sander, is there to take your questions. And, and we have a great show planned for you today. So joining us this week is the team from Ask Mr. Robot. We've got uh, Swole and Zupercat here. And they've developed an amazing uh, simulation tool just in time for, for Legion. So we're going to talk with them in a minute and see what we can do to use it to make hunters great again, as it were. Uh, <laughs> and so welcome to the show, by the way, Swole and, and Zupercat. We're, we're so happy to have you back again. Thanks. It's always fun to be here. Yeah, yeah. great to be here again. Cool. So before we get into that discussion, uh, just a couple tidbits of Hunter news to just to mention to you guys out there. Um, obviously, the pre-patch dropped on Tuesday, so everyone's had a chance to play with all the the the, the major Hunter changes. So we're not going to rehash all of that right now. But um, one of the things we talked about was one of the new pet families, the oxen and the scale hides. Uh, they were bugged and they didn't have any, uh, they were lacking a basic attack. So there's really no point to to taming them. Or if you did, you weren't going to get much value out of them. That apparently has been fixed uh, with one of the hot fixes that came out this week. So feel free to get your oxen and scale hides. Uh, there was another bug fix. The visual for the glyph of Skull's Eye now properly disappears when the buff runs out. Although I don't know if you can actually get the glyphs right now. I don't think the glyphs are available. Do you know that, Delirium? I don't think they are, correct? I have not been able to log in yet. <laughs> Yeah, so. I'm pretty sure the new glyphs aren't available from anywhere. But what is available, though, uh, Bendek found this out. If you go down to Sholazar Basin, there's a vendor there who will sell some of the uh, abilities, uh, such as the pet tra- the manuals, like the pet training manual, which can teach your pet the fetch ability, uh, the pet training manual for play dead. And there's one, the Art of Concealment, which gives you the aspect of the chameleon, which is the makes you untrackable for a minute, which is like the old aspect of the beast. And then I think there's a Hunter's Call, which is a toy that summons a small beast to follow you around for uh, 15 seconds on a 30-second cooldown. So I, I don't know exactly where in Shulazar Basin it is, probably the, the Nezingwari camp, I think. But 50 gold each for those. So, you know, you might want to fly down there, pick them up, and I don't know if you haven't gotten Lokwanahak or King Crush or something. Maybe you'll get lucky and uh, find them lurking around. So, so really, that's it for for, for basic hunter news. Other than the the the, the pre patch uh, stuff, but like I said, we've got guests here today. Uh, the team from Ask Mister Robot to develop this great simulation tool. I've had a chance to look at it a little bit. I don't know. Have you played around with it much, Delirium at all? Yeah, I got to play with it quite a bit, and I'm pretty excited, especially about the um, wiki aspect of it, which. It's perhaps the whole point of it. Uh, okay. I think it gives a lot of opportunity for non-traditional theory crafters to really get involved now. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about it. Yeah, we'll talk about that. So why don't um, uh, if you guys could just give us a brief overview of what this the simulation is for those who don't know, and, and talk a little bit about uh, what 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 sort of prompted you to to design it? Because I think the timing is perfect. Because I think we're sort of lacking in those kinds of tools. So so what's this simulator all about? All right. Do you want to take that, B? 
Sure, I can take that one because all the all the um, oh my god, people know my real name um, <laughs> because all the hunter specific stuff. Um, souls are expert. Um, yeah, so you know, basically we've you know we've done a lot of stuff on our site, you know, with like the stat weights and stuff and how to get stat weights. You use you know simulation, and so you know we had a bunch of programs kind of running in the background to like generate these weights and. You know, the interface was SimC, some of them were our own, and I don't know if any of you remember, <laughs> way back when we first launched, we actually launched a um, Death Knight and Druid simulator. Um, like, that was our first product, and then we changed it into the optimizer. So we kind of had this, like... 2010. 2010, I know, how long ago is that? <laughs> and so we've kind of had, like, some of that code sitting around, you know, we've morphed it to, to just work on stuff on the back end, and so... What we've kind of done is, you know, with this expansion, we always have a downtime, you know, between expansions. And we're like, let's let's see if we can bring this simulator, you know, this this code we have on the back end to the public. Uh, because it's pretty awesome and we wanted to solve some of the problems that currently exist, right? And one of those is like I as a non-coder, I can't go into SimC to verify something. Um, it's really hard for me to do it, and I always bug our developer to look at it for me. And so what the wiki does is the idea is it kind of like opens it up, right? It's like anyone can look, and even me, a non-coder, can look at the wiki and be like, oh, yeah, okay, I see what they're doing. That's that's pretty awesome. And so that's kind of the the, the big thing we had to figure out first. Can this be done? Uh, because the wiki powers the entire simulator. So... What happens is, you know, you see all the wiki, everything's verified, and you can change something. If you're like, you know what, I want to change it. I want to see what happens if, you know, Blizzard made this double the multiplier or whatever. And then you can just run it. Everything on the wiki runs the simulation, which was pretty cool, pretty hard to do, but we got it figured out. Um, and then it's web-based. So we just really wanted to, like, open it up. You know, how many times do you ask a question on a forum and everyone's like, go sim yourself? And you're like... I don't want to. <laughs> I've been there. I just, I don't want to. Well, now what we've done is it's like you literally type your character name in and you press a button. It's just as easy as optimizing. So we wanted to make it more accessible. So it's kind of, that's kind of how this thing developed. Um, it's, it's only been publicly available for a month now and we already have like a hundred thousand people, you know, having fun with it. So we're pretty pretty excited at the adoption rate, and a lot of the top theory crafters are using it and making rotations. So the project so far has been a huge success. So we're pretty stoked going into Legion to open this up to even more people. And so with the pre-patch out now, does it work with that version of the game? Was it mm. really tailored towards Legion and being max level, level 110, right. and the artifact weapon and, and all of that stuff? Yeah, so that's a really good question. So we actually, you know, I feel bad saying this because we really care about pre-patch, right? We want, we're here to optimize you. We really want to help. Um, but for the simulator, since it was a new simulator and we knew we wouldn't be supporting Warlords, we just went straight into Legion. Uh, so you can kind of play around with a 100 character if you want, but it's only going to be marginally useful because we don't have like the 
tier 18 warlord set bonuses coded in. We don't have the warlord's trinkets coded in. So if you're like, oh, I'm going to see how much damage I do with my tier 18 set bonus, it's like, nope, zero damage. Um, so those kinds of things aren't going to be super useful. But if you're looking at pure legion stuff and legion gear, we have all of that in. So um, Swole basically goes in and like has like a triple check process. He like looks at the item databases, um, looks in game, and then compares it to like other tools and theorycraft out there um, to make sure we have all the right data. So he's the one who's been getting all the legendaries in, the trinkets in, the set bonuses in. Um, and yeah, so all the Legion stuff is is what we're really focused on. So we're pretty we're pretty excited. So it's pretty fun. Yeah, and, and that makes sense, right? And it's not that long of a wait, you know, until mm -hmm. Legion drops anyway. We're we're just just over a month out at this point, in which case we'll be We'll be all in the beta, and everyone's going to be leveling up and so forth. So it'll even be uh, a, a, a while before we start getting into that raid mode, I think, when people really want to start using it. But um, mm -hmm. Yeah, we want it out early for like the, you know, like all the theory crafting, right? Because that's what yeah. goes on right now. And it works without a maxed out artifact, obviously. Like, mm -hmm. it assumes it does. I think it technically would work even w without an artifact, but since everyone's going to have one, we didn't really test that a whole lot. Um, but you know your alt might not have an artifact right away or something like that, mm -hmm. or your second spec. So it, it'll work without an artifact. But we just didn't have time to put in all of the set bonuses for Warlords of Draenor, and then make a rotation that works with all the set bonuses. Right. And so in the beginning, you mentioned that this was sort of uh, wiki driven, and I think Delirium, you were you were playing around with that so um how, do, how does that work in terms of controlling what what goes in and and, and comes comes out of it mm -hmm. um so swole does like all the work on that i know the general stuff but if you did you want to talk about that a little bit sure uh i, I if i understand you're asking kind of how, i mean, I mean how, it's how like sort of what's in the public version of it right the public version and people can input you know so how do you prevent someone who's like you know what i my class is great but but maybe i could trick blizzard into thinking it's not so great so we can get some buffs here and there and, and, <laughs> right. and trolling it that way yeah <laughs> yeah so the public version isn't directly editable by anybody except us right now anybody who wants can clone it and start messing with it and 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 then you can immediately run a simulation off of your private version whenever you want. Uh, we since it's still a beta, we don't have the controls all implemented yet. But what we're going to do and have done by the time Legion is live is we're going to have some sort of way for you to merge your private version with the public version so when we put out an update for the public version you can then it'll give you a little report of what's different and then you can decide to keep your private version of say a spell you changed or merge or take the public version of the spell you changed um, and then eventually, we'll also have a way for you to submit a change to be included into the public version. And then, you know, we don't, like, if you fix something or find something wrong, and you can just submit it, and we can say, okay, instead of having to redo everybody's work. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And eventually we may need... We, we've talked about the idea of there being some moderators that could have full access for different specs if somebody was so interested. Um, if somebody approaches us wanting to do that, uh, that's something we've considered also. But that's generally how it works. Right now, there's just a public version that we keep up to date. You can make a copy at any time, and we're going to make tools so that your work you do doesn't get blown away when we update <laughs> right. the public. <laughs> yeah, and then to put in perspective what we, you know, what by we I usually mean swole does is, um, you know, like the patch will happen, right? There'll be a patch. Mm-hmm. And usually within 24 hours, he gets everything updated for every class. And that includes like verifying everything in game. So right now what we do is we do it fast and it's super accurate. And so, well, we want to put these controls in for people to submit changes. Um, you know, right now it's like a 24 hour turnaround, but say the community really starts using this submits changes maybe it's an hour turnaround, you know, that would be pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so, but since, you know, we get it done so fast right now, the, those controls are, are lower on the priority list. You know, if, if they were taking us weeks to do, it would probably be higher on the priority list, but um, it actually is pretty fast to do all this, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. And especially with the fact that the, Beta is still ongoing. I mean, I mean, how hard is it to? It doesn't sound like it's very hard for you to for you to keep up. I mean, right now we're in a period where the frequency of changes just seems to be a lot greater than than it would normally normally right. be. And, and so, has that been a challenge at all? Or the, the, it doesn't sound like it sounds like as soon as the patch goes up, you're able to to get the data and send it out there. Yeah, I mean, it's it doesn't take that long. Sometimes they'll put in a change that's pretty significant so it takes a little while usually we can get everything done in a day or so it's been challenging in that every time they put out one of these patches i have to spend a day doing the patch and then (laughs) i don't get to spend a day making better rotations and finding all the bugs so you know it's like yeah we we get the patches done in a day but then it kicks everything else down the road another day yeah and i feel like the the rotations are what would really benefit from like the community um, you know, right now the way we've done rotations, um, you know, Swole's working on, on them. If you see a template rotation, it means it's like our first pass, right? And it definitely is not optimized. But if you see one that says default, uh, it means it's pretty good. You know, I mean, it's still the patch. So of course it's still going to be changing and improving a little bit, but it's pretty solid. Um, but then what we've done is say somebody makes, uh, their own rotation, uh, they can share it. And so then when they share it, so say I, I make a really awesome hunter rotation because, you know, it's been six years since I've played a hunter. So I'm pretty good at it. Um, and I share it with you. Once you add it to your list, anytime I update mine, yours is automatically updated too. So it's kind of cool because then it's really easy for the community to like just share whatever they want. Um, and people can subscribe to their favorite hunters and get automatic updates on the rotations. So I feel like that's where we really benefit from the community you know, the community participating. We can handle most of the data stuff, but the rotations, you know, having more people and more ideas um, making these rotations, people play differently. So I think I think a lot of different options would be pretty cool. And that's interesting about the rotations too. And I don't know, what is your 
experience been with this um, delirium? I mean, so I, I guess the, my question here would be, I mean, are you just like popping in your character and pushing a button and finding out like what your maximum potential is, or is there is it really more to it than that? Like, I mean, how 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 is it sort of meant to be used, and then how can we should we interpret the the results from when we when we go in there with our characters? Uh, well, th- that might be a little bit too broad, perhaps, of what I'm asking. But I I think I know what you're asking. Maybe. I, I mean, is it going to tell me what the, 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 the best rotation is going to be for my character? Or is there going to be me sort of fussing around saying, no, don't use this ability or changing the priorities and, and things like, like that? Well, the simulator doesn't figure out the rotation for you. You give a rotation to the simulator. So, you know, theory crafters are the ones who are going to mess around with the rotations find the best, the one that gives the most damage. Um, I've been working with, I've been posting on some boards with some hunters going back and forth with some of the rotations. And so the simulator is going to tell you how much damage a rotation does. And then you can tweak the rotation to to figure out how to get more theoretical damage. Um, I, I think one of the, one of our big plans with our simulator is, we we don't think that you should base all all of your uh, theory off of hitting a target dummy, basically. Uh, so we're putting in boss scripting. So it's going to be how much damage do I do on a fight like Archimonde or a fight mm-hmm. like Iskar? And you're gonna you might even end up using different rotations depending on the fight, which. I think you know most people will say, "All right, yeah, SimC says use these stats, and that's against a single target." But then everyone knows, "Hey, against an, an AOE fight, you're going to use different trinkets, or you're going to use different talents." Mm-hmm. So that's one thing we really wanted to include in this simulator, make it really, really easy. Yeah, and the other thing we want to do to like is is answer questions, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you've settled on your rotation. Um, you know, this is the best rotation for this boss. And you might want to say like, well, what are the best talents for this boss? Or what are the best trinkets? Um, our, our plan with the simulator is to make it so easy that anyone can come to the site and there's like a button that says, what are my best talents for this boss? Or something that simple. You click it and then the simulator tells you. And it's not just the best talents. I don't know if you've followed some of the Blizzard Watch articles I've written. It's like, what if what if of the three talents, two of them are only half of a percent apart? Um, we can show you that, and then that way you can decide, well, okay, this one's half a percent better, but you know what? I just really like this other one so much better, and you can make an informed decision of what you're giving up. Or maybe it's 5% different, and you're like, whoa, no, I'm not, I'm not switching down for that. And, and that's a question too, right? I mean, you know, and that's going to vary by person to person. I don't know, but you know. Mm-hmm. How much of a variance does there need to be? You know, half percent seems kind of small to me. And if I'm uh, Mm -hmm. more comfortable with talent A or talent B and there's that small of a difference, well, you know, I may stick with the one that goes lower because I'm more comfortable with it. I'm actually more proficient with it. And if if I go to the other one, that's mathematically a little bit higher, but maybe it just throws off my timing elsewhere and I'm actually doing worse or I'm not, I'm not getting that benefit from it. So it's, it's not really worthwhile. It, 
it looks smarter on paper, but <laughs> right. And that's <laughs> one of the things day, we want to do really... is like, right. We just want to give people that information, which is something that's totally missing right now. Um, you know, because you, you really need a simulator with all the different bosses and stuff to kind of figure this out. And so that's one of the things we really want to start bringing forward to people and also just making it really easy. Just you push a button and you get a bunch of answers. <laughs> so we plan to kind of have like, I guess like, canned question and answers mm -hmm. that you know the most popular things people start asking instead of making you set up a simulator that way our hope is that we set it up that way for you pull it into a button that says tell me the best trinkets and you click it and then we run like we already set up a, a thing that says okay here's their gear run a simulation with trinket a trinket b trinket c we run you know six different simulations whatever it needs to be done and then we just spit out the answer for you uh, so we really want to like just open this up to make it easy and accessible for people to to answer these questions for themselves. And then with the boss scripting, like you said, I, what is your what is your plan for that? Are you planning to, to do all the like Legion raid bosses in, in some manner? Is that even possible? Or are you just trying to find some sort of general Our uh, plan... boss types, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, our plan is to have a script for each of the Legion raid bosses. Uh, we, ha we haven't finished the the editor for boss scripts yet. We, we have something up there that that works, but it's kind of hard to understand. But once mm -hmm. we finish the editor, it'll be easier for people to tweak it. But we're going to have a script for each boss, and then we're still deciding, you know, as far as gear recommendations on the website what boss do we use or do we use three you know the three hardest bosses mm -hmm. and average it or just the hardest boss and gear for the hardest boss and or something like that that those mm -hmm. are questions that we're still working on as far as gear ranking but but we're going to have a script for each boss so you can really simulate whatever boss you prefer right and then each boss you know, people can can change those just like they can for rotation. So somebody might be like, you know what, we use a different strategy or, you know, so you might be able to manipulate it. Or maybe we have two different broth scripts. One is for melee, one is for range. So it's it's completely customizable. We'll have some defaults, but then it opens it up for people to to play with it too. Right. Right. And things like what what if your raid team is top 100 and you beat mm -hmm. fights two minutes faster than everybody <laughs> else you can change the length of the fight mm -hmm. to match your group because that's probably going to change how you gear significantly mm -hmm. no that's a good point so delirium then it sounds like this is something that you could find yourself getting lost in for for <laughs> <laughs> for hours on end just trying to i mean what have you noticed playing with it and and and, and just in terms of hunters like say a spec like Beastmaster or something, are you seeing a lot of variance in, in possible rotations depending on the talents um, that we're choosing? Yeah, so so far a lot of the testing has been looking at what's accurate to in-game, which even, you know, just verifying spell data at the point. So I haven't actually gotten as far as <laughs> rotational uh, variance in how to uh, do all that in Ask Mr. Robot's tools. Uh, but definitely getting lost is the <laughs> key word you said there. I th I've I've spent hours and hours just looking through the spell list and trying to uh, 
make sure I understand where they're pulling the different data from. Uh, and I, I can't remember if we've talked about this in the uh, Discord channel or not. But are, So are you doing a large data dump for um, the various patches, or are you kind of inputting a lot of this yourself? We're pulling the data from... We're pulling down all the spell data. We get it from WowDB. And then we run a difference between what we have in the wiki and the new spell data, and then we just go and update the ones that have changed whenever there's a patch. Right, and then we do some in-game testing to like verify the in-game tooltips, which somehow is sometimes different. <laughs> so well, yeah. <laughs> can't really do anything based on tooltips. We just make combat logs and make sure everything is adding up, right? Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it I, looks like a synth just put up a picture of the aimed shot uh, that we linked earlier. Um, I don't know if you guys oh, yeah. saw that link. Could we, uh, maybe we can go through that a little. So some of this sure. is definitely accessible to the, you know, anybody without any coding. I think maybe uh, if you know how to do Excel, then you can probably understand everything on this page. Um, but there is some that looks a lot <laughs> suspiciously like coding. Maybe you could go through yeah. some of that with us. Yeah. Um, you're looking at aim shot. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we couldn't make it so easy that right. <laughs> anybody could. I mean, it still has to parse into computer code that a simulator can run. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, Marksman Hunters were one of the harder ones to do <laughs> because of all the the buffs they get. Like you cast a you cast a spell, and then you you lose marking targets. Then you gain Hunter's Mark. Then you get vulnerability when it hits and so it, that one was actually one of the more difficult ones to do so you get into some of the nuances of the order things happen in the simulator um, but you know if you're looking at aim shot the, the damage formula is pretty easy to understand hopefully you know you got your 2.15 which is your uh your your multiplier on weapon damage. The weapon damage is a a function, and that's that one. You know, you see weapon damage false, true, true. If you click on weapon damage, um, it'll show it'll take you to the formula for weapon damage, which and this is just the weapon damage formula that every class in the game uses. Almost all abilities are based on a normalized weapon damage, so it doesn't matter what speed your weapon is for a marksman hunter uh it uses 2.8 as the speed when calculating the damage of your abilities so this is just some formula that goes behind every weapon damage based ability and the the parameters are is it your offhand so it's always going to be false for a marksman hunter is it normalized it's always going to be true except for auto shot and then is it physical damage? And that just tells you if it should be reduced by the target's armor reduction. And there's also a total damage multiplier, which is kind of rolled into weapon damage. Total damage multiplier is just everything multiplying your damage. Buffs, versatility, artifact traits that buff the, the type of damage of your spell. 
and then specific artifact traits that affect specific abilities we just put right into the damage formula um, and then the damage formula for aim shot has some extra variables going into it if you have the trick shot talent so that's just saying hey if there aren't any other targets with vulnerable increase the damage of this aimed shot by 15 percent so that's what that damage formula is saying. It's saying, hey, it's a weapon damage formula. It's physical. It's normalized. It's increased by wind arrows and trick shot. And then, uh, and then the crit multiplier is affected by one of the artifact traits. And if you ever see artifact rule of three, that's because for some reason, on, you've probably all noticed on some artifact traits, it goes 3, 6, 10 instead of 3, 6, 9. Don't know why they did that, but they did. So we had to put in a function for it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, the critical strike chance is affected by careful aim. And then the aimed shot AOE is when you have trick shot. This is... This will make it hit any other vulnerable targets for 30% of the damage of aimed shot. And you know, if anybody, if you ever want to, if you want to understand exactly how some of these more complicated spells work, you can just hit me up. I can show you how it works. I could give you a little primer on kind of how the simulator works in general. I don't don't think we want to get into that right here. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it can help once you understand a few of the basics then you it's a little easier to parse some of these wiki pages right and of course the click through is going to be the biggest help to most users is that you know so if i want to know how total crit damage multiplier works i click on total crit damage multiplier or right. how as you said earlier weapon damage works etc yeah and i like to think of it as like you know, similar to like Excel formulas, right? Once you, once you understand Excel type formulas, um, you know, reading these is, I feel like a little bit, makes it a little bit easier. Right. And we purposely made everything a little more verbose uh, so that it's hopefully a little, hopefully easier, a little to easier to follow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, who, you were asking before about um, like playing around with rotations, like Beast Mastery. You mentioned I've done a lot of playing around with Hunter rotations, and I think Beast Mastery is one of the most interesting ones because no matter what I do, like, I have a, I have a basic rotation in there. No matter what I do, like adding anything mm -hmm. complicated to that rotation lowers the damage, like. Just using your abilities on cooldown does more damage than anything I can think of. I've tried everything. <laughs> Maybe not everything. There's I've a challenge there. Can can you beat it? <laughs> I've, I've tried like lining up abilities, like lining up cooldowns a little bit more lowers your damage. I've tried, you know, all sorts of things. I think Beast Mastery is probably the easiest spec in the game to play right now. Not probably, it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, certainly. Go ahead. <laughs> I just that's been a big complaint about hunters, especially mm -hmm. beast mastery hunters, for quite a while. Um, I love it. It's kind of the whack-a-mole 
situation. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting to hear you say that too, because we sort of talked about, and, and not that this is overly complex, but that there seems to be a lot of waiting, or or there's there. We just sort of assumed anyway for like bestial wrath, and I, I freak, uh, you know, the, we're pressing dire beasts. You know, can reduce the the cooldown on that by fifteen seconds, I believe. Right? I don't know if that's right. so. Yeah. And if you have that, so, you know, we talk about, well, Beast of Wrath is just about to get ready to come off cooldown, that it might be worth delaying uh, that uh, casting the Dire Beast just because, you know, you, you lose the benefit of that that 15 second uh, cooldown reduction. So, I mean, have you tried to simulate that? I mean, is, but and, and even with, say, doing doing something like that, it still lowers your DPS? Uh, that I'm trying to think. Did I try delaying? Delaying uh, Dire Beast if Bestial Wrath is coming off cooldown. That one I haven't played around with as much. I could do it pretty quick though, but I'll try it out. I've tried, and let me pull up the rotation so I can remember. I was actually playing with this yesterday. And I've, I've been playing a Hunter a lot to get a feel for this because I've heard a lot of people say negative things about the Hunter changes. So I decided I would just start playing one. Yeah, and we haven't parsed through all that. They've just been so huge. I mean, and, and it's not even just survival going, becoming a melee spec. I mean, it's, it's just all across the board, all three. I don't think we've seen changes to, to this class um, to this degree since, you know, they took away mana and gave us focus. And I think this, I think that now pales in comparison to the... <laughs> To the to the to the level of changes that we've seen this time around, and no, not everybody. You know, it definitely takes some getting used to. So, and there's a you know there's somewhat of a learning curve, and it just feels very very different. So, a lot of people I think are just sort of in this state of shock at the moment, getting trying to figure out what's happened, what's different, why is this different? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I've found that you can get slightly better damage if you delay bestial wrath such that you can always get two kill commands during the duration. Not not by a lot, but by a little. So that seems to always be worth doing. I haven't tried yet delaying... I have actually... I tried saying don't use Bestial Wrath unless you can use Dire Beast. That didn't help. So maybe you could use a little more complicated, like saying, it's kind of the, the opposite cool, of that. If the cooldown on Dire Beast is say less than five seconds, wait. Yeah, give in that, this case, give that a shot, see if it helps. Yeah, I mean, well, let's say we're talking the cooldown of Bestial Wrath. If that's like less than five seconds, or I don't know if we'd have to be a fifteen second. I don't know what the window, the best window would be. So I mean, if yeah. if hitting Dire Beast is going to reduce the the cooldown by fifteen seconds, to, you know, if you have 15 seconds or, or less is it worth <clears throat> do you want to delay dire beast and just save it for after you cast beast Jill wrath you know yeah i'll play with that i'll try it out I'll, I'll add it in if it increases damage but things like that are actually pretty easy to play with in the rotations mm -hmm. so that's kind of what i do a lot um yeah beast mastery hunter was one of the easier ones to write marksman was one of the harder ones Survival is actually fairly straightforward, but most people I've heard talking like the way that it plays. So, yeah, it's oddly been uh, from what I've heard, people are the most excited about survival. 
except the people who are like, I played 100 because I hate melee. <laughs> right. Yeah, which, which exactly. They're not going to try survival, so. And I still really haven't given it a good good go. I, I definitely need to do that just, just because. But again, I, I just, I much prefer uh, ranged classes, ranged play style to, uh, to melee. So I'm just not that enthusiastic. But I, I you know, I, I shouldn't just dismiss it without giving it a really good run through. Because who knows, I may actually love it <laughs> and just don't know it yet. Yeah, I mean, it's still a melee spec. I've played it some. It's cool for a melee spec, but right, you have to like that to begin with. Good burst damage. Mm-hmm. So, uh, simulate the Sim 2, is it going to... Now, you guys have your own combat logging uh, on your site, correct? I mean, mm-hmm. remember, yep, so... Yeah. Is this are these two going to integrate in any sort of way where you'll be able to pull data from like combat logs in as part of the simulation or, or just make some comparisons between what you're seeing in a simulation versus, oh, here's a bunch of data that's what's actually what we're actually seeing happening in, in these encounters? Um, yeah, we've actually been toying with um, some different ideas. Um, it really comes down to, you know, we've been running some tests and stuff to try to figure things out, what works, what doesn't. Um, yeah, so we're definitely looking at those sorts of things and, and what helps people the most, right? That's what it really comes down to, kind of like prioritizing some of that stuff. Um, so that stuff's yet to be defined. <laughs> um, but the idea is that the simulator can integrate with anything on the website. And so we have, we have hopes to be able to do cool stuff with it. Right. We, we have it planned. Like one, one thing that we think we're going to do I'd say I don't want to give a percent chance on it, but for the heal- <laughs> for for the healing, uh, we're thinking about for sure being able to overhealing is kind of a big deal for any sort of healing simulation you might do. Like how much overhealing does stuff do? And instead of trying to simulate the health of all of your team going up and down, we might say, all right, import the overhealing I did from this combat log and just apply it as a mask to all my abilities and rank my gear based on that. Something like that we're thinking about doing. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be hard to do. It would be really useful. It would really personalize the results to how you play that kind of thing. Right. Not as useful for DPS, but just an example of something that we think we're going to do. Yeah, so a lot of it's to be defined <laughs> once once we all start reading. Yeah, but I mean, theoretically, with the boss scripts, uh, you know, you could create a script that is really close to how your team's raids normally go for kills mm-hmm. of certain bosses, and uh, and that's a good way to then get more realistic results from the simulator. Right. So you had mentioned in the you're talking about boss scripts and how long they would last. Is there an is that done through actually defining the length of the fight or done through the defining the other damage done by other members of the raid in the simulation? Are you simulating multiple specs at once or no, we're simulating one one actor at a time. So the length of the fight is set. And the 
events that happen in the script are either either happened at fixed intervals or intervals that are keyed to percent of the main boss's health. So then you you set the length of the of the entire script uh, explicitly, and then you can give it a plus or minus, say twenty percent or something like that, which is pretty typical for simulations. Mm-hmm. So that you don't ever really want to do all your iterations at the exact same length because you'll get weird things happening. You know, all you know abilities will start lining up exactly one way, and it'll make certain values of haste look awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be really, really hard. It, it becomes a crazy rabbit hole if you try to simulate a whole, you know, a whole bunch of different raid members, and then give all the targets actual health, and then track their health. It's like this rabbit hole that goes so deep that you'll never get out. <laughs> so we, we had to limit it. <laughs> And with the sim so far, I mean, I don't know how much data you, you've collected overall. Are you noticing a lot of variances? A lot of, I mean, how much is the the gear and all the different gear levels that they have now uh, influencing what what you're seeing? You mean as far as like the actual damage output? Yeah, actual damage output, or maybe even impact what you might want to do rotation wise, or the impact. Mm-hmm. Are we seeing different gear levels impacting rotations, or? I'm just so curious mo- how that some of that's playing out right now. The most testing that the the main testing that I've done so far, or trends that I've looked at actually, are uh, talents. I've looked at talents, like how balance, like what are the best talents. I've looked at that a lot. I haven't done a lot of simulation yet across the different gear levels because. The gear data has actually been really, really difficult to find or to figure out. It's, you know, our other developer, Yellow5, can explain it better than me. But actually figuring out how all the different, well, actually what item level of items you can get has been really yes. hard. And we actually just got it in there, like, yesterday. <laughs> so <Yep. laughs> we have not done a, a lot of testing across gear levels yet. That's going to mm-hmm. come in the next few weeks. Yeah, and the other thing um, that we're working on that we'll have in the next few weeks are these what we call batch simulations. And that's kind of what I explained like for the talents, right? A batch simulation is basically, hey, here's six, six things I want to test. Do it all at once. Um, and so we have that coming very soon. And so once that's ready... Um, it'll be much, much easier to do these things. So you could conceivably say something like, hey, run a character at these three different item levels and tell me what happens, or with and without a set bonus and tell me what happens. And so right now you have to do one, you know, set up each simulation one one at a time and compare your results on your own. But in a few weeks, those, quote, batch simulations, technical little term there, um, <laughs> will do that for you. And so... Um, I think that's when we'll start really doing a lot of these, these answering these cool theory craft questions. Yeah, I think that's you know uh, it sounds to me like one of the one of the more challenging things, especially when you start thinking about those those legendary pieces of gear. I mean, what initially <laughs> we're going to be you're going to be restricted to one, and then eventually you'll be able to to equip more than one. Um, 
as we go through. But he, <laughs> right. You know, and those can make a right pretty now, big impact. Survival really yeah. got the shaft on legendaries. Oh, yeah, right. did they? They're just not good. <laughs> Poor survival. <laughs> There's one. I forget what it's called. There's a ring uh, that you can get for Beastmasters, which is pr- pretty nice. I think it simulates what the uh, that adaptation talent. Is that right, Delirium? I think we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Which is, yeah, that, that's. I think that's the one a lot of people are eyeing <laughs> and hoping somewhere it just falls in their lap sooner, as, you know, <laughs> early on here. The um, let's see, I'm trying to think. The uh, a ring, legendary. Oh, the apex predator's claw. The where your pet gets the. Passive right. abilities of all pet specializations. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, that one. And deals ten percent increase. Yeah, that one. You know, I couldn't figure out. I I put that in, but I have an open question on that one. Like, will your pet use Thunderstomp and Bite? It seems like it wouldn't have enough focus, or will it prioritize Bite and not use Thunderstomp if it's Spect ferocity because it seems like it would actually lower its damage if it's snarfing its focus for thunderstomp. So, but obviously I don't have it, so I couldn't test it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not, I'm not sure on that. Yeah, so that's there, and you'll see like if you go to a page on the wiki and in the comment it says to do, it'll, I'll have questions like that. If you ever find the answer, let us know. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Especially on items like I can't, I, I don't know until I test them. Well, yeah, I was looking in with one of your forums, whatever, in there, under some of the known issues and so forth. And I, there was a couple of items you had there for, for hunters. I don't know if they're still open questions or issues. There was one for survival on talent strike saying you didn't know what the proc chance for that ability is yet. And Yeah, I still don't know that one. Blizzard never answered me. It's not in the spell data. Is it? And I don't know if that's anything you have any sense of delirium. Sorry, I was just looking through my notes. Say that again. <laughs> I was just looking at some of the known issues, like, for example, Talon Strike, and you're saying that they don't know what the proc chance sure. for that ability is. Is that anything that, you know, any of the hunters have figured out, or is that something you've even attempted to look at or thought of? Uh, yeah, I think I have that, actually. <laughs> I got to find this French. <laughs> <laughs> One knocked off the list. All right. Um, oh yeah, I just I see your list. Uh, oh, I don't know anything about harpoon. Bullseye, I've got somewhere. Anyways, Apexis, you were mentioning the Apexis Predator's Claw. Mm-hmm. I think that's passive abilities only. Is it? Okay. Yeah. So I, I think though there it. I mean, sort of all pet abilities are passive in a way. You can leave on autocast, but I think it's referring to. The uh, it only is applying to those abilities like the oh to whatever yeah like damage and color combat yeah. experience yeah. yeah it basically you know it turns your pet into like a super pet so you get sort of the the benefits of being a ferocity pet a tenacity pet and, and a cunning pet which is sort of like the well I was gonna say the the adaptation talent we have now but no it's the adaptation talent we had you know a week ago <laughs> that is, not, <laughs> right. that is yeah. now gone. So it's um, a lot like adaptation, but without Heart of the Phoenix, which gives right. you the uh, quick res. Right, Roar right. of Sacrifice isn't included in it. Um, well, I don't think us, it has for, bullheaded either. You 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 have uh, all ferocity pets have the 
Phoenix ability now. Right. So if you take it that way. Yeah. Got it. And part of what I think we've sort of found out a little bit, at least, is that the pets are right now a bit squishier than they seem to have been uh, before. So having having that just you know makes life a little bit easier. I know it doesn't necessarily help you in raids or with your damage, but it sort of keeps your gives your pets some additional survivability that you know seems to be lacking a little bit. Yeah, it's really annoying if your pet dies, like especially as Beast Mastery. <laughs> It's like, oh, that's all my damage. Oh, yeah, especially, I mean, that's what we were complaining about with the the artifact, which we'll get, you know, with uh, the pet you get from there. That was finally reduced, right? It was on a two-minute cooldown. If that pet died before you could could call it again, it was ridiculous. (laughs) I think think it, it... it was reduced. Yeah. yeah, so now it's like 30 seconds. Right? I think it's 30 seconds now, which still seems a bit long to me, but it's better than But it makes minutes. it meaningful in PvP. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those things. They should yeah. just give it a cooldown in PvP. It shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Or they should just make it not die in raids. It's not like you're going to tank with it. No. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. But it just seemed like we we're the only class that had that issue, right? Where you, where part of your uh, artifact weapon could essentially be, be nerfed <laughs> in the it's course like, of a fight. Like break your gun jammed. <laughs> so, but and I guess simming sim- pets is is that wasn't challenging at all or too bad to do as far as like even beast mastery was concerned, especially with a talent like dire beast or ability like dire beast. I should say where you've got you know multiple pets funneling out it, it was challenging won't lie um <laughs> but you know after doing demonology where you summon literally over 250 pets in the course <laughs> of a fight uh beast mastery was actually tough because of the artifact active the thunders uh what do they call it thunder titan's thunder where where it makes all the pets start pulsing damage. That one was tough. Cause, but more, you know, it's easy in concept. You press a button and your pets just start electrocuting everybody. But when you try to do it in a simulator, it gets really hard. Because it's like you got to know which pets do it. And you, only certain pets do it. And then it was bugged for a while in the game. So I couldn't test Dire Frenzy with it because it just didn't do it. And all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I kind of we used Beast Mastery to f- figure out how to model pets in general because Beast Mastery has all that special and unique stuff, like a pet that has a resource, and then you have a way to actually actively give your pet more resource back with buffs and procs. So it was actually pretty unique and tough to do. And I think right now, right, my guess too is that's probably the spec that a lot of a lot of hunters are are leaning towards initially. We'll see if that changes, but it's you know, as far as I can tell, I'm just talking to different people that a lot of people are looking at beast mastery with being uh, sort of the primary spec that they that they play this time around. So, yeah, I I kind of like marksman too. I, I guess a lot of people don't, but I'm, I'm I'm also I never really played a marksman hunter before they changed it. But as somebody coming fresh who's probably going to play a hunter in Legion. I was playing Marksman just in some BS raids. I don't know. I kind of liked them, but maybe it's because I don't know what they were before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I actually like the idea of Marksmanship. I just think they balanced it 
poorly. So the uh, all the basically all of our talents are make the uh, core mechanics of marksmanship kind of superfluous. There's no uh, the buffs don't make your core abilities more powerful than your talents. So they're always higher on the priority. And then it kind of start wondering why you're spending effort keeping up these buffs. So that's just a frustratingly poor reward system. But the right. actual yeah. action of it is kind of fun. Like the, actually doing it, it's kind of fun. Like you're talking about, uh, like aim shot just never really hits that hard. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the basic. <laughs> like even when you're three stacks or the uh, patient sniper buff. Yeah, even when you take patient sniper, it's still better to just spam mark shot. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's how it goes. Right. Yeah, I, you know, I've I've I could talk all day about weird balancing <laughs> things in the game right now. You know, like assassination rogues. Who's doing the math on that spec? <laughs> it's, it's it's so high. It's literally so it, it is so far beyond every other spec in the game right now that it's really funny. Is it? I mean, so it's 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 just pulling ridiculous numbers compared to everybody else. Yeah, we're, we're talking. You know, I've been simulating just on mm -hmm. really low level, like the PvP template characters. You know, like a, a hunter will do around 140k, and then an assassination rogue in the same year does 200k. <laughs> and, yeah, and that's and, basically what Roger uh, Roger Brown was on last week or two weeks ago. They were saying the same thing. Yeah, there. It feels silly to play anything but a rogue in their, their raid testing. Yeah, rogues in general are just higher than everybody. Um, for for a while, survival was one of the highest. Yeah, that was awesome. They brought that back. Well, they had this awesome bug in, on the dragon's fire grenade, right? Where it would, it didn't just dot the target you cast it on and then pulse damage it dotted everybody and then everybody pulsed damage so in AOE, <laughs> it, was just, it was it was an unbelievable wow. how much damage it would do and then yeah explosive trap was doing so much of your damage if you talented for it it, it was like dwarfing mongoose bite which was just silly even on a single target which they said they wanted it to be viable in single target and that's kind of a it's always been the question there is, is it going to be usable or if it's going to be usable, it's not, it's going to be more powerful than other abilities. If it's not going to be usable, then nobody's going to take it. It's not going to be interesting. Right. Well, I think they got it in a pretty good place now because it's still higher, like your highest priority ability, but it's damage isn't like so high that it feels out of balance. I think, I think they did a good job bringing that one back in line. And then there'll probably be some rogue nurse, then I, I suppose. I mean, that's usually the way this works, right? Something gets it shows up as too powerful, and then I yeah. guess it's just a question of when, you know. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, right now it Rupture, happens. The house. Uh, yeah, they're doing fifty-five percent of their damage with one dot, which <laughs> is just silly. And and they still have a passive seventeen percent damage increase, like a hidden passive assassin's resolve. It's like, well. There's an easy fix. Take it out. <laughs> like, why does the highest damage spec in the game passively get 17% extra damage? <laughs> but who knows? They, I'm sure they have a process. 
Hopefully. <laughs> or maybe it's just the interns working on it. Poor interns. Well, we here on the Hunting Party podcast have decided to blame solar flare on everything. So exactly. feel free to join us in that. Okay. <laughs> so are there other features and things that you're planning to do for the for the simulator once we get deeper into Legion? Or are right now are you just going to wait and for sort of for the expansion to go live and then see what the usage is like, see how it plays out and you know tweak some things here and there? Or are there other plans for this or do you feel like you have an estate that's you know pretty much where it needs to be and, and, and more or less complete at this point yeah i think um you know we've got a couple of features coming out like i said like those quote batch simulations mm-hmm. um and some you know niceties that we've been talking about you know it's not going to change things dramatically but it'll it'll kind of focuses on easier to use um than it already even is um and then i think a lot of it um, right before the expansion and right after the expansion is integrating it with other parts of our site. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe you can imagine, we haven't, we don't know yet. Can you imagine we don't have the UI totally figured out and we have about five weeks, but it's cool. <laughs> this is how it goes every year. <laughs> we always do awesome UI design. And by we, I mean, swole. Um, and, um, we've got it mostly figured out, but you know, we'll be integrating a lot of it. So maybe one of the things you do is like load your character and you can hit a button that tells you your DPS. Like maybe maybe we can figure out a way to do, do that and also keep it affordable because the idea is we're keeping it all. We want to make it so that the average user can use this on the web and never have to download a client. But if you want to download the client and run like really intensive tests, go for it. Um, and then it uses your computer instead of our servers. Um, so yeah, so we just, I think a lot of it for the first couple of weeks after the expansion is going to be, you know, integrating it with all of the different parts of our site, because as, as you guys realize, right, it's like the simulator can power so many things, whether it's stat weights, gear choices, tell your DPS, compare things to logs. Um, Yeah. So we think we have some cool ideas. We just have to see how they, how they work out and how they scale. (laughs) Um, and on that note, though, to make sure it's clear, uh, the simulator is free and is always going to be free. Um, so anyone who wants to use it and stuff, it's it's pretty exciting. Um, you know, simulate your character, get your DPS, run these questions. And then if, you know, we might have some limits on things like, you know, we're not going to let you run two hours of simulations on our servers. Um, so for the people who are hardcore, then it's like, just download the client and then it's still free, Right. So yeah, so we're pretty pretty excited about all the different integrations we get to do to to make it just super easy. So when somebody now says simmer character, oh, okay, I'll just click this button. <laughs> right. That's the hope. Our, our yep. main focus right now is making sure that it's accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a new tool. People aren't going to trust it mm-hmm. because people on the internet don't trust anybody about anything. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. true for good reason. <laughs> So our main focus right now and what I spend pretty much all day on is looking for bugs and making sure that it's correct. Mm-hmm. So if anybody finds a bug, let me know. We'll fix it right away. Yeah, I think most of the bugs you fix in like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> most bugs are really, really easy to fix. Yeah. So just point it out. And I, I've I've done my second pass through Hunters already. I think they're 
you know, I'm never going to say it's 100% bug free because it is a simulator of a game mm-hmm. that we don't make. So, <laughs> right. Um, right, yeah. <laughs> but I think that you will be hard pressed to find any major bug in the Hunters. And that's after we put out our next update because I did have the max focus wrong on Marksman and Beastmastery Hunters, mm-hmm. which really made a big difference for Marksman <laughs> damage. I'm sure. <laughs> Not, having 100 focus instead of 120 really messed it up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was playing, and this is where you know actually playing the specs helps. I was playing it. I was like, huh, I have 120 focus. Because there's no spell in the game or anything that says gives you plus 20 max focus. Survival only has 100. So I'm like, oh, they have 100. I guess they changed it for the two range specs. Yeah, I'm not sure where that's in, whether it's, it's just the baseline or does it come from their their part of their mastery or if they just gave them 120. I don't, I don't know what differentiates the two, but I mean, I know. Or there's a, uh, they a usually Warlord's have... Drain or a perk that they forgot to delete. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that they surely mean for it to be 120 for mm-hmm. Marksman because aim shot costs 50 mm. and it, it, it really doesn't play well at all if you can't store up a little over 100. Uh, it just the spec doesn't work. Beastmastery actually just doesn't even matter because you're really focus limited anyway. You're just sitting around waiting for focus mm-hmm. half the time. So having a higher max doesn't really help you. I agree. And then oh, and it looks like too, well, maybe we, uh, Delirium might be able to get you an answer to that Talon Strike and the, the Bullseye here. So that'll <clears throat> yeah, that'd be great. I'll help out a little bit too. So. Yeah. I'd be interested well, in how you figured out the talent strike. Maybe just a lot of testing. A lot of testing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's it's literally nowhere in the data. Like most proc chances in the game, you can find, but for some reason that spell nowhere to be found. Also pestering devs. Yeah, I've tried that, but they're and so sometimes busy you get now. An answer, sometimes you don't. <laughs> well, they had this great thread on the on the battle.net forums where they were answering theorycraft questions and then they just got too busy since the expansion is getting closer and now they they don't answer anymore but i posted that question four weeks ago so it's in the queue (laughs) well good well we sort of come up on an an hour here so i think Mm -hmm. unless delirium you have any other questions for these guys i think we'll we'll Call this one a show, and we'll come back in a couple of weeks. But uh, thank you both for coming on and talking about your sim. You're welcome to come on anytime, especially when maybe we'll uh, get you on again. Maybe once we're a little bit deep, once rating starts, perhaps, and see how sure that'd be see, fun. See what the usage is like, and see what kind of results we're, we're we're getting out of your sim once it's like sort of in full production mode, uh, as as it was. I'd be curious to to, <laughs> yeah. to see that because it's very cool. I mean, I played around with it a little bit, and like I said, you can get a lot of information out there and we haven't even touched on some of the reports and, and all that, that good stuff. So that would probably be worth another discussion to talk you know, it's one thing to mm-hmm. put in data. It's another, you know, thing to see what, what data gets spit out and how you can interpret that and do with it. But it's, it's, it's a, it's a cool site. I know for hunters, we've been looking for uh, a tool ever since female dwarf uh, retired oh, yeah. from, 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 from wow and, and stopped maintaining her site. You know, we had that, that was our primary sort of go-to tool and we haven't had that now for a, yeah, a full expansion here. Yeah, it was good. We, we it was it was always fun to to plug things into that. It wasn't quite as robust as a full simulator, but just kind of gave you an idea of, you know, 
given your current gear set and so forth, what 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 you might be able to accomplish in theory. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Okay. Is there anything else you guys wanted people to know? Anything we should uh, be looking out for? Um, that's really my domain, I suppose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, just keep an eye on it and play with it. And we've got a a Discord channel. Um, we can I can put it in this Twitch here, and if you guys have show notes and stuff, you can put it in there. We will, um, yeah, we'll absolutely add it to the show. Yeah, notes, and this. and basically, like, if you have any questions or feedback, um, you know, we've already changed a a couple of things, like the way people were sharing rotations. We weren't really happy with because it was a little too cumbersome, and so we made it. That's how we came up with this like subscribe idea. So we're very curious on how people are using it. We love the feedback. Um, if something seems like awkward or hard, tell us because we're firm believers that if it's awkward or hard, um, it's on us, not on the user to learn. Um, it means we have to, you know, we have to design something differently, change the flow. Uh, so we definitely want to hear hear from everybody on, about those things. And then. Um, as far as like making rotations or simulators, I know simulator for some people, it's like, you know, this big word, this, this kind of nebulous, like, oh, I don't, I don't do simulations. Um, we made it really easy. If you're one of those people, definitely play with it. And I'd like to hear from you too. Like what, what tripped you up? And if you have questions, just stop on our discord and ask, like, we are super friendly. No one has to feel silly about feeling like a noob, like, oh, I don't know how to change rotations. Um, I've made some videos that give people a, a crash course. Uh, I'll be making some more and we're just super friendly. We're not going to be like, Oh my God, Mm -hmm. I can't believe you didn't figure it out. Like we're going to help you. (laughs) We're we're all very nice people. Uh, So you don't have to worry about any of that. We really just want to open up, you know, theory crafting, like empower everybody to kind of do their own theory craft and, and play with things and, and just get excited about these sorts of questions and answers. All right. Well, excellent. Well, we look excited, look forward to to Legion and look forward to uh to to going to your site and using using this tool. So, on that note, you have been listening to episode 242 of the Hunting Party podcast. I'm Dark Brew from the brewhall.com and the Brew Hall on Twitter. And I'm Delirium from thrillofthewild.com and at Delirium Hunts on Twitter. All right. Check us out on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher or add our RSS feed to your reader and links are available in our show notes. If you have a question or a topic you would like to like us to discuss on the show, email us at huntingpartypodcast at gmail.com or send us a tweet at huntingpartypod. All right. Stay thirsty, my friends, and remember to drink your dark brew lager. Hallie? Did she leave us? <laughs> for the Horde. For the Horde. Or is it for Azeroth? Uh, I want my cheetah back, Blizzard. <laughs> That's all it is now. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It is like a worthless spell. I mean, it was just like, oh, God. My priest <laughs> runs faster than my hunter. <laughs> what is wrong with that? That doesn't seem right. It's not. <laughs> well, good job holding that Get all in there, for the robot, entire show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. A life stealer. That's just the cost of being an awesome sauce. A slayer. A boss slayer. Jump shot, BM, MM, and
Oh, my God. 